I was reminded the other day of a testimony that I had with the Lord, uh, my, one of my sons, teenage son, and I were driving along in the car. And, you know, the music was on, of course, with his teenager in the car on the radio station he liked. And we're driving along and this girl singing this song about how she's traveled here, she's traveled there. I've been here and I've been there. She's just been all over the world. And all of a sudden that started penetrating my mind. <laughs> I thought, Lord, that just doesn't seem fair. I'm obeying you and I'm here and I'm not going anywhere. And she's traveling everywhere. How come? And quietly he said to me, she's eating her seed. I said, what? She said, He's, she's eating her seed. I said, what does that mean, Jesus? He said, I've given her life as a seed and she's eating it instead of planting it. Hi, ladies. It's time again for the restoration of women's virtues. And we want to learn how to put our ladder against the right wall and to plant our seed and not eat it. Amen. And that, that requires a dedication. That requires a commitment. And that requires some pain once in a while. But there's also much joy in finding your place in Christ and living up to it and fulfilling it. You know, I'm reminded um, when we talked the last couple of times about how in the fullness of time, Jesus born himself of a woman. In the fullness of time, he was born of a woman, Galatians 4, 4. That was one of the scriptures that captured me when I was seeking out my place in Christ as a female made in the image of God. <clears throat> and then there's another scripture that says, when Jesus came preaching, that he, he preached, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Those were the first words he spoke in his ministry. The time is fulfilled. And I think that we're living in a day when we're seeing that the time is being fulfilled. In a couple of uh, 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 sessions before, we saw that the time being fulfilled and what the, the sin of iniquity for the Amorites back in the day of Abraham, when God said the cup is not full and the cup would be fulfilled, for, for the cup of sin would be filled. And um, that uh, everything that's happening in today's world was what caused the cup to be full. And so we need to be ready. I mean, Jesus could come again sometime in the next day or in the next thousand years, but whatever, we want to be prepared and ready, amen? And our households, we want our households to be prepared and ready. We want our children, our mothers and fathers, our cousins, our aunts and uncles, the people that we love, we want them to be ready. And we carry a powerful influence as women made in God's image. We carry a powerful influence to make that happen. So we're going to look at something today. I told you the last time we were going to look at some more word pictures. We've seen the sun and the moon in the heavens declaring the glory of God. And now we're going to look at the labor in the tabernacle. The tabernacle was uh, something that when, when God took the children out of Egypt, he took them out into the wilderness. Now, before they left Egypt, he had them ask their neighbors, or really it's his demand or require of their neighbors, all these wonderful things that they took out in the wilderness with them and eventually built a house for God with. So um, in Exodus 25, after they've been out in the wilderness, God says to Moses, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I, that I show you after the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall you make it. 
So this tabernacle that God had them uh, make in the wilderness and they used the, um, I guess it was materials and gold and different elements that they had taken from the Egyptians. They, I don't guess, they spoiled the Egyptians, I guess, for their 400 years of slavery. And they took it out in the wilderness. And then God said, for everybody that has a willing heart. So everything that we're talking about, as far as fulfilling our part as female made in the image of God and coming into the things of Christ, we're talking on a willing heart, not a, not a commanding heart, but a willing heart. And he wants us to, to want to do these things. And you know, the thing is, is that his grace can help us want to do these things. I used to have a, a friend that she would say to the Lord, Lord, make me hate that. that help her want to do what was right. That's what the grace of God is all about. It turns our hearts towards righteousness and helps us, strengthens us to do what's right. Because in the, in the end, in, end of the day, in the long run, we're going to be happier for doing what's right. Righteousness brings life. And so um, he said, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. When we build a place, when we position ourselves and we do what the word tells us to do, we are making a sanctuary for God to dwell in us and among us. And, uh, and the pattern and all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it. And then in verse 40 of Exodus 25, he said, and look that thou make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. And in our book, Woman Imagined, I'm going to be following a little bit about this laver, the picture of the laver, the laver in the tabernacle. And there should, there should be one on your screen as we're talking. The laver in the tabernacle is an, is an element. It's a piece of furniture. Actually, it's um, right when you go in the door, you enter into the gate of the tabernacle. We enter his gates with thanksgiving in our heart and into his courts with praise. You enter in the gate of the tabernacle and then you see the brazen altar. And that's a picture of what happened at the cross. And then right behind that is what's called the labor. And you, you should be able to see the picture on the screen now, the labor there. And that's where the priest washed their hands and feet before they went in to minister to the Lord. Well, that labor... In Exodus 38, 8, it says he made the laver when, when God gave Moses instructions of how to make this pattern right. He made the laver of brass and the foot of it of brass of the looking glasses of the women assembling, which assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. So the looking glasses there means mirrors, a vision, or form, appearance, a mode of revelation. And assembling can mean uh, to wage war or gone to war, to go forth as a soldier. So basically you could say the, the, the labor, the cleansing element of the priest, <clears throat> excuse me, was made from the visions, revelations, uh, visions, revelations, and the, the, the mode of revelation from the women that were soldiers, I mean, you, you want to fulfill your purpose, position, and power. You're called into the armies of God. It's not always going to be fun or easy, but it will be very rewarding. Not only in this age, but in the age to come. And you're painting a picture for, because the, the male uh, learns from what he sees. The female learns from what she hears. So what you hear and you portray in front of him, he sees and learns from that also. Now, when I, when I say these things about male and female, remember something. 
we are all complete in Christ. So I'm not saying that one has something, the other doesn't. We have a priority of anointings. We have, um, uh, you know, your primary, if you could say your primary gifting and your secondary giftings. We have a primary gifting of male or female in that sense. Uh, we're uniquely uh, uh, created. And we'll see that in, in some sessions to come about how when he separated out the, the woman from the man, how he uniquely equipped us to fulfill our job and our assignment as the female image or the male image of God. And so this isn't just some haphazard thing that we can play around with, which is what we're trying to do today, uh, changing uh, who we are, who we were born to be. You need to take that very seriously because it's a, it's a I like to call it, we're called to a, uh, it's an assignment from God. We're called to an office, if you will. It's a calling to the office of male, the office of female. It's, the, it's God himself. And which part of that would be weak or, or secondary? Which part of his face is secondary to the other part? So um, these, this labor, and to me, this is another word picture of how we fit into the things of God. This labor, remember, was made from the looking glasses or the visions, the mirrors. Remember, we saw how the moon uh, uh, circulates the earth and it reflects the light of the sun like a, a mirror and a light bulb. The sun is a light bulb and the, and the earth is a mirror. It reflects the light of the sun. Well, that's what these labor was made out of. And look what it's for. It's the cleansing element. It's the cleansing element for the priests before they go in to minister to the Lord. It kind of goes along with 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2 that says, If any, speaking of men... Obey not the word, they also may without a word be won by the conversation or behavior of their wives or the women, while they behold your chaste behavior coupled with fear. So men observe, I was reminded of a young man that told me that he fell in love with his wife as he watched her worship God. He didn't even know who she was. He saw her across the church from the church and he fell in love with her watching her worship God. So ladies, we carry, we carry a powerful influence there and we can either lead them to their destiny in Christ or we can ruin their destiny in Christ and take them away from it. Uh, the man can be won without a word by observing the chaste and moral behavior of the woman. And our walk of holiness is very important. If men are moved by what they see, it's important that we are showing them righteousness and holiness, ladies. It's part of our responsibility as females made in the image of God. It's our call. It's our office to behold. It's our responsibility. The moral state of the nation reflects the spiritual state of its women. So God is calling us to holiness. Amen. Bless you.